Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the Kick-Ass Irreverent Gaming Podcast, brought to you by Affable Idiots. And first things first, I want to say congratulations to the winners of the Super Bowl, the insert name of winners here. You all did such an amazing job, especially quarterback, white guy who probably was the quarterback for the team. No, Adam's shaking his head, no. There are Black no guy, white quarterbacks Latinx this year. Guy, no white quarterbacks. The insert non-white quarterback name here. He was really amazing. But I tell you what, that that linebacker who totally just pulled his pants down and shit on the 40-yard line, freaking insert linebacker's name here, was hysterical. Excellent. Loved it. I'm one of your hosts, Chad Michael Ennis. Uh, we've got here Adam... Pop, 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 pop. Gumbert. <laughs> you got a cupcake? Yeah, I do have a cupcake. Yeah, that's right. How, how'd you get a cupcake? I didn't it's get a cupcake. It's our Super Bowl party, you know? I didn't get a right, cupcake. Have a, have a Super Bowl party and you can have a cupcake. How about that? I got invited to this? a Super Bowl party, but then I lied about the time we were doing this podcast so I didn't have to go. <laughs> Understandable. Chad, if you can name me one NFL player who's playing in the game today, or two days ago for podcast listeners, I'll give you a cupcake. Okay. How many How many guesses do I get? One. There's literally 100 and, 106 players today. So you got okay. uh, Adrian Peterson. Nope. Um, that's, that is a player. Good job. He's retired about um, four years ago, but that's a guy. There's someone whose nickname is Gronk. Gronkowski. Someone Gronkowski. Also retired, but yes, very good. Ah, oh, damn. I'm just going through the roster of the 80 for Brady people that are in the commercial oh, for yeah, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great shit. And if, if one of them's not in the Super Bowl, chances are their whole team is not in the Super Bowl, so I should really stop listing those people. Um... The only other one I know is Cam Newton, but I know he's white and I know he plays for the Panthers and I know the Panthers. He's are also not in black. It. He's black. Damn it. Yes. Damn it. Um. So the the last person I'm gonna say is Charlie Rose. <laughs> sure, Char Charlie Rose, huh? Charlie. Rose. Uh, that's about as good as any of the guesses that I, I would give. I didn't want your stupid cupcake anyway. <laughs> like butts. <laughs> Smashed butts. That other voice you hear okay, is Chad. Alex. Mm, pickleback shot. Cozina, how are you, Alex? Sorry. By the way, Chad, it's perfectly okay because I actually have some uh, defrosted spiced apple walnut cake currently sitting in my fridge right now, and I will Damn. gladly give you that free of charge. I went to the chiropractor the other day. Mm, and uh -huh. um, the chiropractor was like, man, me and my friends, we like to get together on Super Bowl Sunday and do shit that you wouldn't normally do on a, on a regular day. And I was like, like what? He's like, you know how, how you like sometimes you can't get reservations at a certain restaurant or like you want to go to Costco and be the only one there. That's what we do. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. You you wait all year hmm. for Super Bowl Sunday so you can go to Costco. <laughs> it sounds like Jewish okay. people having fun on Christmas. They also do the same mm -hmm. thing. They're like, everything is for me. Yep. Movies, Chinese food, Papa John's. Yeah, all that. Yep. Whew. Guess what? You can normally catch us on Sunday evenings around 8.30 p.m. Eastern time over on twitch.tv slash idiots. However, today, as we're recording this, there will be a game of football. I know, I know most of you watching this are like, soccer? No. American football, the country's greatest sport, in the world's greatest country, in the universe's greatest planet. American football. Wow. 
Um, so yeah, we're recording early today. It will still go live same time on Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Fez in the chat with either a lizard face or a velociraptor, which I assume are the two teams playing in the Super Bowl today. The lizard faces and the velociraptors. You, you nailed it. Uh-oh. Yep. And then also, um, we got a lot of Nintendo news coming up today, but we're not going to start with that because we're starting with other Nintendo news that we're going to start with today because all of our news is Nintendo today. So, kicking off today, we're going to start with the Nintendo February Direct, which came out of nowhere in usual Nintendo Direct fashion. Uh, All of this information is coming from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, was the final game featured in the Nintendo Direct. We got a brand new look at the much-anticipated sequel, including a brand new price of $69.99. Nice. And this is the first Switch exclusive to reach that price. The collector's edition will cost $130. Double nice. Uh, and it includes uh, a physical version of the FYI, game. FYI, Chad, you are slowly but surely transforming into a synthesoid. I think that we might have a problem on our hands. I'll synth your zoid. Yeah, you true, Kyle. Oh, you true. Those are fighting words. All right. Well, uh, we'll continue. Yes. We'll continue talking for the recorded version, and Comcast will catch up here in a second. Um, can you all hear me still? Mm-hmm. Here's, yes. Here's the good news. I'm reading what you can read in front of your faces now. So by the time Comcast catches back up, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Hundred and thirty dollars for the collector's edition of the game. Uh, that includes a physical cartridge, yuck, and an art book, a steel book case, an icon art steel poster, and a sort of a set of four pin badges. The new Link Amiibo will also give players access to material and weapons, as well as a special fabric for Link's paraglider. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is set to be released on May 12th, 2023. That game's coming out. Looks... I'm going to reserve my judgment, and I'm going to let you all talk first. Tell me about your thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom. Alex, you go first. It's funny that everybody has been complaining online about how this game costs $70 because we here in Canada pay on average at least $100 for our new games. So get fucked, America. Um, No, I I, I understand frustrations. I understand, you know, not wanting this to become a trend, uh, especially for games of what will likely be a much lesser quality than Tears of the Kingdom, but it's not something that at least in my specific situation, represents that drastic of a change over what I'm currently doing whenever I go and get a new game. In terms of the game itself, in terms of the game itself, I gotta be honest, I felt like I felt like that trailer was still a little bit too much of a tease. Of course, you know, we've talked on this podcast in the past about how the original Breath of the Wild was not a game that, you know, spoke to us tremendously for various reasons. And I still I still want to have an open heart towards this game. I still want it to uh, impress upon me, but this trailer just was not enough. Not, not enough to go on. And it always it always bugs me a little bit that despite that, seemingly every single time they show any piece of information, everybody loses their collective fucking minds over this stuff. Like, I get it. There are a lot of details in these trailers. There's a lot of stuff to comb over, but like, come on, Nintendo. It's we're we're three months away from its release. It would not hurt you <clears throat> to show a little bit of a deeper dive on this trailer. <sighs> yeah, Adam, what'd you think? Uh, fine, I guess. Again, yeah, I'm I'm with Alex. Where are they going to do another direct just for Zelda, or do they just not 
I mean, it's Zelda. They really don't have to do anything. They don't have to. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess they really don't have to worry themselves. That's also why it's seventy dollars because they're like, well, you guys will buy it for seventy dollars regardless of anything else attached to that increased price. So we'll do whatever we want to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to know what's going on. I also I'm not going to play this game, so it makes no difference to me. But it is a weird marketing move. But again, when you're Zelda, you can do whatever you want. So I get it. It sucks if you want to know, but anyone who's complaining about it's going to buy it anyway. So doesn't doesn't matter. You know, they know that Nintendo knows what you're going to do. They've got their I, hands on your penis. I have committed. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, isn't that a good thing usually? <laughs> no, they're holding it against your will. Uh, I have made the internal commitment. I am going to play this game this year. I might hold off uh, at lunch if there's just a lot going on at the moment, but I do plan on playing it. I do want to give good. it its due. Good thing is that it'll be $70 or 120 US Canadian regardless of when you buy it. So, yeah. You know. Have fun Fair with point. that. Yeah. But no, I, I think it'll be cool. I just don't care. It's whatever. Yeah, I think if you liked Zelda Breath of the Wild, you're obviously going to like this. It's going to be more good whatever you liked about it. It's going to be more of that, which is which good for you. I tweeted this, but I am I was still so taken aback at how bad the graphics look i was trying to find, find a different way to say it but it's like the graphics of this game in this trailer there's so much aliasing like the little jaggies going on around people like the the geometry is like super polygonal like they're and the thing that really blew my mind was like seeing the metroid prime remastered trailer of a 21 year old gamecube game Ooh, we'll being remastered it. next to this. And like the Metroid Prime remaster, everything just looks so smooth and round and wonderful. And the graphics look amazing. And I was like, the remaster of this game looks better than the Zelda game that is supposed to be like top tier, triple, quadruple A Nintendo thing. And then after I tweeted that, I saw the IGN comparison of like the GameCube version of, of Metroid versus the Switch version of it. And I was like, fuck, the GameCube version of this game has better geometry and less and and better anti-aliasing than the Breath of the Wild game. It does hold up pretty well. It does hold up pretty well, yeah. This game it just looks so and I know there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of an excuse because it is an open air game. They don't call it open world. It's an open air game versus Metroid, which is a little bit less open. Yeah. But it, it's still it is it is no excuse in the year of our Lord 2023 that your game still looks like that and you're charging people now seventy dollars or a hundred and thirty dollars for that game. Like, come on, come on. I will say, one hundred and thirty for collectors ain't too bad. Tell you what though, and, and I talked about this a few months ago with God of War. Like, let's normalize collectors editions that don't include the game in them, because I want to yeah, buy shit fine. digitally. And mm-hmm. I don't want to buy shit digitally and still have to wait for it to ship for me, ship to me for a code. Like, let me buy it digitally and play it on on hour one, while you send me the goodies in the mail. Like, that's totally fine. Like, yeah, I would love we to get just it get the eight or nine years ago. The, yeah. That was a that was a big like the collector's edition doesn't even come with the game. What? It's like no, like that, that's the preferred method now. They were ahead of their time back then. Yeah. New Link Amiibo. Have fun with that. Yeah, do that. Do it. Do the do. Sometimes you boo the do. Speaking of boo the do, last night I was drinking Mountain Dew Hard for Ooh. like the first time during the, we. So Adam and I were were guests on a show called Retro Olympics, which will be coming out in about a week. Um, Ooh. And it's uh, it was several different podcasts coming together and just doing like a retro game trivia show. And um, 
I was yeah, drinking some hard Mountain Dew. Adam was drinking. Adam was drinking some asses. bourbon on Quaaludes. Uh, we can't reveal was, the winners or the losers or what yeah, rank we, we came in. Okay. Our team name was Team We're Gonna Beat It. So when they referred Hell to us, yes. they had to refer to us as Team Team We're Gonna Beat It. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I was drinking hard Mountain Dew last night, and Jesus Christ, hard Mountain Dew regular flavor is disgusting. <laughs> it is so Ooh. gross. It tastes Black like malt cherry. Mountain Dew. It's not great. Yeah. Black cherry, though, that's that's where it's at. So. Anyway, speaking of Dew, Dew play Metroid Prime Remastered. It's been released on Nintendo Switch oh, right now. Shadow Drop. Physical copies of the oh, game man. are coming on February 22nd because they want to go up against PlayStation VR 2. <laughs> While there will be new dual stick controls in the remaster, you actually can have the feel of the original game, um, which lets you do the waggle, right? It's the Wii waggle. Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No mention of Metroid Prime 4 at the thing or remasters of Metroid Prime 2 or 3. And how much does this one cost? It's 40 bucks? 50 bucks? 40 bucks. Yeah. 69.99? Nice yeah. 40. Not okay. expensive at all. So, yeah. you know, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch the Nintendo Direct live, but I was smart about it. What I did is uh, while I was occupied on my phone, I went to the section on Nintendo's YouTube channel where their broadcast would uh, eventually be archived after it was over. And so I watched it like 30 minutes after the fact. And when that announcement popped up, I was like, oh, shit, it's finally happening. And they announced at the end, it's happening right here, right now. It's releasing today digitally. And I was like, oh, shit. Do I go for the physical release? No. <laughs> Getting it right away. Went home, immediately downloaded it. And man, I, I know we're, we're jumping a little bit ahead to what we've been playing this week, but this game is a real treat. I am so enjoying myself so, so much. It's funny. And again, we're, we're going real deep into what we've been playing. But uh, over the course of this past week, I managed to finally complete uh, the original Ratchet and Clank, uh, which coincidentally, also a game that released originally in the year 2002. Mm -hmm. And when I got to the end of that game, I was like, man, you know, this game had some issues here and there. There were definitely some really unfair checkpointing, definitely some needlessly challenging segments, but not bad at all for like a 2002 game. And Metroid Prime Remastered dropped the day after. And 10 minutes into Remastered, I was like, oh, man, Ratchet & Clank feels like dog shit compared to this. <laughs> like, no, no offense towards Insomniac, no offense towards Ratchet & Clank, but Metroid Prime 1 has you beat. I like to hear it's it. It's a good game. Everyone was excited. It looks cool. You've not been playing yeah. it? Chad? Uh, I have not been playing it yet. I did get it. Here, when they... I did not catch it live. I did not catch okay. Nintendo Direct live. But I did catch up via some text messages going on in the Raft Pack group chat, which is Dallas and Matt and Brent. And all that confirmed for me is that they just have, they have no idea who I am or, or what's good. Because they were like, <laughs> hey, here's the trailer from the new Zelda game. They're like, yeah, man, it looks good. Uh, and that's all they talked about. And then I had to Jesus. find out from Twitter that Metroid Prime Remaster got released. And I sent a voice message like, fuck Zelda. Y'all aren't talking about Metroid right now? Zero out of ten. Zero. They lost my friendship for three minutes, and then they won it right back. Um, so, yeah, I was very excited for it. And had I been able to easily and quickly purchase it in the moment rather than continuing to drive safely, I would have done so. But I didn't. The initial shock wore off, and then I got home, and I was like, cool, I'll buy it when I'm ready to play it. But I got some Hogwarts Legacy to play. So uh, I'm very excited to play it, and I will 
soon, but no, I have not yet started. Mm-hmm. Cool. What's your excuse, Adam? I don't have a Switch. <laughs> no. I haven't had a Switch for like two or three years. <laughs> so uh, Go get one. Play this game. Nah, right? I'm good. I got it's rid of my Switch good. for a reason. Uh-huh. It's very good. Like, we, we already talked about how, like, this game, like, looks particularly exceptional. Like, as I'm sure you guys have seen on this podcast, you know, I've had a very love-hate relationship with Retro Studios over the past little while. You know, I love their work on the original Metroid Prime trilogy. Um, and while I enjoyed the Donkey Kong Country games that they made after that, I always kind of felt like those games were a little bit beneath that studio's talents. I always felt like they should have followed up the Metroid Prime games with a series that was a little bit more mechanically and tonally in line with those games. And you know, my frustration over the direction that they went in only worsened over the course of the five years following Tropical Freeze, where like they had no new games to announce or show off. And when it was finally announced that they were bringing Metroid Prime 4 back home and it was being developed at Retro Studios, I was like, great, that's cool. But like this studio has not touched the Metroid franchise in over 10 years at this point. Do they still have it in them? And mind you, like a lot of what makes Metroid Prime remastered rate is, you know, because of decisions that were made many, many years ago at this point, but it is still a stellar remaster. The amount of love and care that has gone into all the new stuff uh, in this version of the game is undeniable. And so it's definitely, definitely rejuvenated a lot of my hope and trust in Retro Studios as a developer. Yeah, random, just a random aside, and we're going to keep moving with the story, but I just looked up the developer for the remaster. And of course, Nintendo's first build, then Retro, mm. but then Iron Galaxy. So I wonder who actually did hmm. this remaster, because I looked through the last couple of games Iron Galaxy done, and it's all like ports and remasters. So I'm like, how much people were actually working on this from Retro versus how much was it just Iron Galaxy doing all the work? I'm just curious. I, I don't, it has nothing to do with anything, but I'm just I, I would suspect that Retro played like a pretty significant part in remastering it, because the... The original rumor, I should preface this by saying that this is a rumor, this is not something that anyone ever confirmed on the record, was that basically before Retro got handed Metroid Prime 4, they were working on like this remaster in like some capacity, and basically they showed Nintendo what they were working on. Nintendo was really impressed by that, and that's why Nintendo decided, hey, Metroid Prime 4 is going really badly over at the studios that are working on it at the moment. Do you guys just want to take over that? Again, this is all unconfirmed, but that was the story that I heard from verifiable yeah. sources. So, so I wonder what it would make sense. Iron Galaxy did on it then. I don't know, but I mean, I feel like most games nowadays, even remasters, like are made well, by like, multiple, multiple studios studio. across the world yeah. working on different parts of them. So, I'm just trying to say we're not going to get Metroid Prime Four for at least another four years, but that's just me. I, I mean, we'll, we will certainly see that the. Yeah, journey to get to this game has been long and arduous, but they wouldn't release Metroid Prime Remastered if 4 wasn't going to be coming out sooner rather than later at this point. Because you release yeah. Metroid Prime Remastered to drum up hype and excitement for 4 mm-hmm. in a world in which Nintendo makes logical decisions. Yeah, which I, I think don't that's know if we're plan. living in that or not, but uh, yeah, we'll I, see. I have a feeling Prime 4 will be like the last game for Switch. For this version of Switch, whatever that I, I means. I think at this point, I think Metroid Prime 4 is a, like, launch window Switch 2 game. For the next Ooh, one? Ooh, we'll yeah. talk about that at the end of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And while Metroid 4 might be four years away, in four months plus one, we have Pikmin 4 coming. 
released on July 21st, 2023 on Nintendo Switch. Alongside the familiar Pikmin and a new ice Pikmin that'll help us on a journey, we also got a look at a dog-like creature named Owachi, who will be helping us on our journeys. Owachi! Yoshi! Owachi! Yoshi! I'm gonna win! For me... I'm a bastard. Uh, so on, I'm really shocked that this game is coming out this year. I think that's that's good. We got a date on it because I know they're like, "Hey, we're doing Pikmin Four, nothing else." I'm like, "Well, yeah, you say you're doing Pikmin Four, but what are you doing Pikmin Four? So it's good to get a a release date on that. I was worried. I think in a, I didn't do it, but in a fantasy uh, fantasy critic league, I was like, "Should I counter pick Pikmin because I don't fucking know if it, when that game's coming out." I decided not to, so I saved myself. But it's I like that it's we got wild because uh, what was it? I think it was like 2015 or something like that, like back in the Wii U days. Um, one they were like, yeah, Pikmin Four is basically done, and it's yeah. been almost yeah. a decade now till we finally see it. That was weird. Yeah, and yeah, this game looks really cool good. Move. Oh yeah, sorry. I go just want to say I'm, real quick. I already yeah. talked a lot about that trade, so I'll keep this short. Game looks really good. Uh, my favorite Pikmin game is still Pikmin Two. I think that game's post-game content, all these like caves and dungeons that you could explore in it, were really great. And uh, the trailer for Pikmin Four seemed to suggest that those dungeons are making a comeback. Uh, and so I'm really excited uh, for that. Pikmin Three, I thought was really really solid i think it had the best like golden path of any of the pikmin games but i was really missing that post game content so if this game can combine the best parts of two and three i think we are golden golden sun was announced that it's coming to nintendo switch via the game boy and game boy advance games uh coming to nintendo switch online service plus expansion pack etc etc if you are an NSO subscriber, you will have access to Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. And if you subscribe to the Expansion Pack tier, you also get Game Boy Advance games. There were, you know, in typical Nintendo fashion, there were a handful shown off in the video. Uh, and then they're like, more will be coming in the future. We don't know what or when, but uh, we'll have more. Um uh, this was this was something that's been rumored for like a year now that we're gonna be seeing these. Was there any in here that y'all are like super excited to see, or that you're excited to play? I've got two that aren't out yet but are coming soon, and it's the Oracle games for Zelda. Those games are fucking yeah. awesome. More people need to play them. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I looked at the list earlier and I completely forgot. Isn't that really hard to play Metroid game on here now? Uh, Metroid Fusion, yeah. Fusion, it is on here. It's one of the coming Fusion. soon ones, I think. Yeah, coming it's soon. coming soon. Gotcha. Yeah, I literally have Oracle of Seasons in my analog pocket right now. Like, now that I have this device, this is so much less interesting to me. Like, Nintendo Switch Online service with Game Boy games is so much less interesting to me. Um, but like, it, it does have a lot of the you know the staples that you would expect as Super Mario Land Two, Six Golden Coins. It has. You know, the Zelda games are coming to it. It has the Minish Cap coming to the Game Boy Advance. Golden Sun, I think that's a cool one that's coming. Yeah, that's cool. But I think like the rest of the Nintendo Switch Online service games, it's like we're going to see updates few and far between, and it's going to lose its luster pretty quick. And Yeah, uh, I'm happy that these games are on the service now, but th the original Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance are like the two Nintendo libraries that I've played 
arguably the most of, which is not like the hardest thing in the world because it's not like they were super big to begin with. But like I played a lot of these games across both the original platforms they released on and the 3DS's like eShop. So I'm pretty good for now. Uh, But who knows if they like release that Metal Gear game that you've been playing, Chad, on this. I would love that. But I don't know what the licensing for that looks like. The one cool thing about this service, though, is that you can play online multiplayer with people for games that support it. So, like the new Mar- or the Mario Kart Game Boy Advance game, you can battle with your friends or race with your friends. I don't know if that one has a battle mode in it. Uh, but yeah, you can race with your friends online just because the emulators themselves on it have multiplayer built in. So, that's cool. Speaking of old games coming back, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 colon Boot Camp will be released on Nintendo Switch Reboot on April camp, 21st. Chad. Is it Reboot? That's not what's in the note here. That's not what's in the note, Alex. Yeah, it's there. It's there the whole time. Reboot Camp will be released on Nintendo Switch on April 21st, 2023. Cool. You know how much I love the military? You know how much I love anime? This game gives me both in one lovely package. (laughs) And a military. Way to say that. This, I thought when I was reading this the first time, this was Wave Race 4, which I would have been super excited for, and then also be like, where was Wave Race 3? But no, just Wave 4 of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's Booster Course Pass, which features Mercedes-Benz in it, Adam. Oh, shit. There are Mercedes-Benz in Mario Kart games, if you weren't... If you weren't Not for Buicks, though. No Buicks, though. That's a callback to the, the retro Olympics game thing that we did. Uh, the Wave 4 will be released on sp- in spring 2023, adds a new course in Yoshi's Island, and a new racer in Birdo, the pink egg spitting dinosaur thing with a bow on top. Wow. That was wah, a very wah. good Birdo impression. Thank you. Why are people horny for Birdo, by the way? Yeah. Birdo was yeah. also really one of the, like, for me, one of the most memorable bosses in Super Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. I just remember on Twitter, they're like, everyone's like, Birdo's here. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. But people were really excited about Birdo. That's cool, though. I, I think we're supposed to, because it's supposed to be eight waves total, right? By the end of this year. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the plan. It's supposed to be. Eight by the end of the year? And we're only on wave race four by like a third of the way through yeah. the year? We'll Highly Shiza. All right. Uh, Splatoon 3's expansion pass has been announced, and it will take the Inklings back to Splatoon 1's Inkopolis. Squid Sisters will also be returning for special concerts when this first wave of DLC arrives in spring 2023. I know Alex is, like, inking yeah, all Alex. over himself right yeah. now. Oh, man. Careful with the uh, ink. The original Splatoon... Yeah, I, I've only played the original Splatoon in Splatoon 3. I've not played a lot of uh, 3's multiplayer, but yeah, this is pretty fun, and I'm looking forward to Side Order, which is the new like story-based DLC package. Do you like Devolver Digital Games? Did you like The Messenger? Well, you love Sea of Stars, the upcoming RPG that will serve as a prequel to The Messenger. And it will officially be released on August 29th, 2023. There's a demo available on the Nintendo eShop right meow. Go and get it. Pew. Adam, did you like The Messenger? You liked Devolver. I haven't played all the way through The Messenger. Uh, I liked what I did play of it. But everyone's so excited for Sea of Stars. And their excitement makes me excited. It's the. Uh, it's also one of my favorite songs from La La Land. Sea of Stars, are you shining just for me? I know it's City of Stars. Shut up. 
Is that Ryan Reynolds? Uh, no, it's Ryan Gosling. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So those are all kind of the big announcements from the Nintendo Direct. What I would love to bring up, there's this interesting article from, I think, IGN oh, wait. that I was... Oh, sorry, Alex. Sorry, hold on. Are something you else you to, wanted to mention? I just want to say, are you about to like segue into like anything additional that was announced during the segment, or are you going into something Nothing else? Nothing new that was announced. I was going to, okay. I was going to bring up a, an IGN article about like the state of the Switch and its games and I, what I this say, means for that. Real quick, obviously, Metroid Prime 1 Remastered was a real pop during that direct, a fantastic mm. announcement. Probably second to that, though, in terms of surprise, was the announcement that they're working on a new Professor Layton game. Not only has it been like quite a few years since we last got uh, another Professor Layton game, but Would level you say five, that that series has been latent as uh, of late? There we go. Uh, but level five, which is the studio behind the Layton games, uh, they also worked on like Nino Kuni and Imazuma 11 and like a bunch of other franchises. They basically like shuttered their like North American operations like a few years ago. They were like, yeah, we're not bringing over games to the United States or Canada anymore and like have gone semi dormant since then. So the fact that they announced a new Layton game completely unexpected. Well, obviously we'll see if it lives up to the quality of its predecessors because apparently the last Layton game that they did, which was about Layton's daughter, wasn't very good, but still huge surprise. Top, top, top. So yeah, the, the last thing I wanted to bring up was uh, something I saw going around on Twitter from IGN about the fact that all of these games that were announced on this thing aside from like Zelda, are all like old games that are getting remastered or there's nothing really definitive coming from Nintendo that's new that we have kind of in the pipeline that we know about. And that might be signaling a Switch 2 or some kind of successor. Like this hardware's phasing out. And like Alex kind of mentioned, Metroid Prime 4 might be a launch title for whatever the next system is. I'm curious if you all agree with that or whether you thought this was a strong enough showing that like, no, we've still got some years left on the Switch. Yeah, I think I think we're kind of heading towards the sunset at this point. I think that it, inevitably Nintendo's going to have to show its hand when it comes to what's next. I would not be surprised though if we don't hear about this Switch Two until like well into next year. I don't think we're going to get like a an E three time announcement uh, announcing anything new about future hardware. I think they're going to still keep that pretty close to the chest until they're ready to show it. Can you repeat the question? Because my Discord froze <laughs> for like two minutes. Ooh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, the, the question being like this this Nintendo Direct, there are people who are saying that because everything shown tends to be like old things that are getting remastered or re-released or stuff that we've known about for a while that's now getting finally released, and there's not a lot of new things coming out, and there's not a lot of new stuff we know about that's in the pipeline from Nintendo, does this mean that like they're holding back their cards for the launch of a new system? And that's why we haven't heard anything about games so far. I think so. I think to an extent. I think we might still get like another big game. To so I think like we were talking about earlier about Metro Prime Four. I think there'd be like another thing, another big AAA to sunset it. But I think we're getting near the end. I think I, you know there was an article I read or either this week or last week where they're like, hey, we don't really know. They're basically talking like, hey, we we basically reached like the max amount of like sales projections. Like we're gonna keep continuing to sell, but like we're not gonna keep having growth. Like, we're getting near the end of this thing. So, like I said, maybe one more to send it off. Um, but I don't, yeah, I, I don't 
see it going past another couple of years at most. Interesting. We all know that I predicted at the beginning of this year that we would see or hear about from Nintendo a new piece of how hardware with more power to it. So I'm kind of in that. Yeah, we're ready for new, especially seeing Breath of the Wild 2, like Tears of the Kingdom, like seeing that and just like knowing that it could look so much better if they just gave a little bit more power to that system. Yeah, I think we're ready. Yeah. All right, let's move on to playtime. Alex, you've already told us a little bit about Metroid Prime, but let's round out the rest of what you've been playing. I mean, yeah, I beat Ratchet and Clank, uh, the 2002 game, like I said earlier. Uh, you know, not bad at all for a 2002 game, but Metroid Prime blows it out of the water. Metroid Prime, fantastic game. We'll say, you know, and I was talking about this a little bit on Twitter, it is funny to play that game for the first time in quite some time and realize just how in the background the kind of story and narrative thrust is in that game, especially compared to even other Metroid games. The Metroid series is, you know, famous for not having like the biggest, most bombastic stories in gaming. But even look at like the original Metroid on the NES, for example, and that game has the basic premise of you are Samus Aran, you're being sent to this remote planet to eliminate an artificial intelligence called Mother Brain and Metroids, which are these, you know, incredibly scary bioforms that it's currently cultivating to take over the galaxy. This game doesn't even have anything as specific as that. Its premise is basically, yeah, there's some pirates fucking around on this planet called Talon 4. Go and investigate them and see what's up. And eventually, as you explore the planet more and read lore entries, you learn about this larger conspiracy going on about how there's this monster that's waiting uh, below this seal uh, at the center of the planet, which was where a meteor landed eons ago. Uh, and it's pretty interesting stuff, but it is unexpected. And it is definitely making me excited towards the prospect of eventually being able to play the subsequent metroid prime games which are a little bit more plotty uh and of course metroid prime 4 which you imagine will definitely have more plot going on as well uh but yeah awesome game don't love the fact that it uh doesn't have any auto saving i actually lost a little bit of progress just before the podcast because i died and i hadn't saved at a save station in some time but it's also not a, a very hard game to begin with um Outside of that, I played a little bit more of Dead Space Remake. Things continue to go well there. And yeah, that's kind of it on my end. Dope. Adam, tell me more about Chicken Kickers 3. <laughs> Chicken Kickers 3. No, so I talked about I downloaded and hit the start screen of Crusader Kings 3 last week. Mm -hmm. And I actually played it. And oh man, that game is great. It is Game of Thrones... But just like the political intrigue, like, what if Game of Thrones didn't have any monsters or any magic or any of that? It's just the, like, houses going at each other for power. And that's what it is. Uh, and I really like it. It is a nerdy fucking video game. You have to be into, like, well, if I'm a lord and I have how many barons and how many counts do I have? Because it's, it is fucking political bullshit, the video game. And it's fucking awesome. I was like, hey, so if I get married to this lady over here, so I'm have a relations with that kingdom and then we she's gonna have a bunch of kids bear a bunch of sons and i'm gonna seduce this other dude i can't take over his land because i don't have a title to his land so i'm gonna seduce his wife bastard children so when i kill him as like a secret scheme his bastard child will take over his technically his my child so technically i take over that now it's shit <laughs> like that that's all it is and it's fucking great it's a, it's a wonderful time uh so played a bit of that that's fun and then there was a steam next fest 
basically steams like hey here's a bunch of demos for things coming up and and enjoy the demos for the weekend and i um hit up a pr people on twitter and i was like i signed up for it. and they're like hey awesome cool you want to try this game out and i played a game called super space club which is it's like asteroids meets lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to or whatever like okay soundtrack's real cool and real like it's lo-fi you know what it is and basically you have like a little cursor like a little spaceship and you just fly around and you shoot things and it's it is it's like a like an arcade shooter thing and i think it's made by someone who's like in the kind of funny community mm. and i can't remember his name at the moment but he did make the video game so I'm like oh cool it's a guy i've heard of before and a guy i know and the game is dope and it's free so i played the cool demo of that played that for about 20 minutes it was a good time and then uh, you know, super space club yeah it's on steam it's got controller support, so I wouldn't be shocked if it came to consoles sometime soon. But uh, no, pretty cool stuff. Cool. I um, I played some Hogwarts Legacy. Came out this week. I ordered the like get it three days early version digitally, and so I've been playing that for a little bit. I've only I've wanted to play more of it, but I've only put about six hours in so far. Um, but it is it is, for lack of a better word, so magical. It is exactly the kind of thing that we've Harry Potter fans have wanted from a video game. Like Lego Harry Potter games, like they've been good, but they're still like Lego games at heart. And it's just like, it, it's not quite the same. And I've, I'm kind of thinking about this as like the Jedi Fallen Order of of Harry Potter. Like Jedi Fallen Order, like you get to use your force powers. You have the like, everything's recreated so faithfully. You've got these beautiful stormtroopers, not the people under, I'm sure they're beautiful people under there too, but like the beautiful, beautiful outfits of the stormtroopers. <laughs> You've got like the lightsaber, the the cool effects, like all of these things that like so are so authentically Star Wars in that game. And I feel like I get to have that now in Harry Potter with Hogwarts Legacy. So like this is my Fallen Order. Um, I've been playing it for a while. I've, uh, it's, one thing I don't love about menus, I there are like there are six performance versus fidelity kind of options. I think it's either five or six. There's a, a fidelity version. There's a performance version. There's a balanced. There's a high frame rate version, and there's a fidelity with ray tracing. So five. Okay. But the fidelity. So I've been trying to like kind of see the difference between them all and kind of pick which one I might want to go with. And to be honest, even like the difference between, I'm not seeing a ton of difference in gameplay between even performance, which is supposed to run at 60 frames, 1440p, and like the balanced, which is like 40 frames, 1440p. Um, but I keep, the, the thing that's so frustrating to me is I kept trying to go and try out the fidelity with ray tracing. And I would choose that option. And that's the only option of them that is like, in order to choose this option, you have to go back out to the to the main menu of the game and restart the game. Restart. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get that. But every time I did it, it's like, it's been reset back to the performance mode and it would just be regular fidelity mode without ray tracing. And I did that over and over. I saw that there was a day one patch coming. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe that'll fix it. And then day one patch got here. And now if you have, if you go to your PlayStation 5 settings, oh, you know how on your profile? Yeah. It's already too much. It, you, on your profile in PlayStation 5, it's cool that you can now set like, do you want your default for most games to be subtitles on or off? Do you want your default to be performance mode versus resolution inverted, mode? Not inverted. Exactly. I turned that one So on. you can set yep. those defaults on like a global basis for all games. And if you have your default set on performance, 
You literally cannot switch it to fidelity with ray tracing unless you go change whatever your default. It was so stupid. And it took, yeah. it pissed me off that it took me four days for me to realize that because they don't tell you that in the game. They just say, hey, it's been reset to performance. It's so stupid. Anyway, the game. The game is great. Um, I've spent so much time. Just, Hogwarts Castle is enormous. And there's so much to do. I've just been running around using Revelio, trying to like find all the little like hidden facts and 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 papers about the castle um there are so many different stupid fucking hats and glasses and wand things and robes and clothes and and all of gloves all these things that you can find that make you look so dumb and especially when you mismatch them all you look absolutely ridiculous uh and i love it and but i found so many that i finally had to move on quest wise so i could go to hogsmeade and sell shit because my inventory was full <laughs> it's too many clothes yeah, too many clothes. Uh, one thing I do love is that there is a, from the get-go, there is a transmogrify option where you can just go and say, hey, I know I have this stupid-looking, like, frog glasses that make me really powerful, like defense or whatever, but I also don't want to look like I'm wearing frog glasses. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. You can make them look like any other glasses you've found so far. Or no glasses, so... That's been great. The magic's fun. The combat is so slick. I, I've I've gotten uh, a couple of smell smells. I've gotten a couple of spells. There's like uh, uh, Accio, which is like bringing people, bringing things or people to you. There's Levioso, which is lifting people up. There's your basic attack spell. There's um, uh, I just learned Incendio, but the f there's like this this quest that lets you do basically like combat training against groups of people. And it's so fluid, but also so complex. Like, people can have certain shields up, and if they have a purple shield up, you need to use a type of spell similar to Accio to break the purple shield that brings them to you. Then they're floating there, and you got to attack them. If they have a yellow shield, that means that you have to be levitated, so they have a different type of magic you got to use to break that shield. And, and it's all just so fun. And the last thing I'll say about it is... It is a game that is begging for a photo mode. Like, God, this game, I would love a photo mode on this game. It does not currently exist. But I turned off the HUD elements to take a picture or two. And I was like, oh, damn, I forgot how much I love HUD-less games. Like, I played God of War with the HUD off. I played a Dead Space it inherently doesn't have a HUD. And I just, I love being immersed in that rather than having all the shit on the screen. And so I tried playing this for a little while without a HUD, and I, I was I was managing, but like it just made games it would, like Red Dead Redemption Two, where it's like it would be a beautiful game if I could play it without a HUD, but you just cannot function without parts of that HUD visible to you. Seen so. a little bit of it, yeah, yeah. Um, liking that game a lot. I have a feeling I'm going to spend at least the seventy to eighty hours to platinum it. If not, the there, apparently there's over a hundred hours of things to do. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, yeah, I'm you know what's crazy? Uh, an entire course at Hogwarts. <laughs> I got my one on ones done. Uh, what is crazy? So I was, the game always looked interesting every time I saw it, but I was worried just because it's from Avalanche. Again, there's f ten companies named Avalanche, but the one who made Disney Infinity, yeah. which I like Disney Infinity, but I'm like, can the Disney Infinity people make like a real ass open world game where you like, you know, I didn't think they could do anything that intrinsic, you know, like. To that scale, but it seems like they have, yeah. and I didn't make it a news story, but it's like, I think it's the number one most streamed game on Twitch, like of a single player game ever mm. at like 1.2 million concurrence or something. They so were, people are into it. I'm they just glad were that it worked smart out. about how they did that. Yeah. They, at launch, 
in if you want in the first like a week or two of launch if you go if you link this is so stupid how convoluted this fucking thing is if you link your wizarding world account and create a wb account and you link that to your playstation and then link that to your twitch and enable twitch drops and then you watch a stream for 30 minutes there's like you can get a cool hat or a cool robe or cool glasses or this merlin robe if you did it on like launch day or something like that and so you have to go and you have to watch a sponsored live stream and then you claim that thing and you have to watch another 30 minutes to claim the next thing and there's like five of those so they get you by like hey you'll get all this cool free shit if you go and watch two and a half hours of a stream in the first couple of weeks so that we can say we're the most streamed game on twitch most streamed single player mm -hmm. game so yeah, yeah I, I mean a lot of brought it up on that, my right? iPad and just didn't watch it and just yeah. put it on silent. <laughs> That's what a lot of I used to do the same thing with Madden. It's like if you watch for 15 minutes, you'll get a thing in Ultimate Team, and I would just turn it on my phone and put it down. But they got me. I was there yep. every fucking week watching that Madden stream. So <laughs> yeah, yep, very cool. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention that I was playing around with this week is Discord on PlayStation. So I'm mm, okay. uh, it was officially becoming. I think they said March 8th or something like that, whatever the next big update is. But uh, I was part, I did the beta on the, the PlayStation. And so you get to try out Discord chat. And it was, it's not as seamless as game chat or party chat. Mm. Like there's not, yeah, there's not, there's not a way that I've found so far to start a Discord chat on your PlayStation. You actually have to start it on your PC or on your phone mm. and hit a button to transfer the chat to your PlayStation jump in uh so yeah. a little extra hoop it's not the end of the world and it's pretty it's pretty seem like pretty quick the way that it works you just open up your app start a chat with somebody or open up a channel a voice channel and you just hit tap uh, transfer to playstation so yeah not not quite as easy to get into but uh seemed to work pretty well there was a little bit we were playing uh destiny um jerica and andre and i were all doing some master version of a dungeon and it was working pretty well throughout it. There was a little bit of a delay on Jerrica's end. Uh, like I could hear her through Audrey's mic before I could hear her say her thing on her mic. So there was like a mm. second echo on her. And uh, then Audrey and I were playing by ourselves without Jerrica for a while. And, and Audrey got kicked from the chat. But there was no like visual showing us that she had been kicked. So we spent like 30 minutes playing through this, this mission both of us just talking to each other and not doing <laughs> and the whole time I was like audrey i think you have me on mute but uh come over here and join me on this thing oh here's this thing over here you got to go get and i just assumed she could hear me the whole time but again yeah the, usually on a playstation chat or game chat you'll get a little notification in the corner it's like so and so left the party or so and so can't communicate due to internet issues or something like that but there's no visual notification right now for discord screwing up like that so we just went the whole thing, and then I signed off. I was like, I don't know if you can hear me, but thanks for playing. Bye. And then afterwards, she's like, I just realized I got kicked out of the chat a long time ago, and I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So a little little hiccups in there, but hopefully uh, it'll end up being really good by the time it's in full release next month. All right. Let's go into our quest log for today. We've only got two segments, and they're still Nintendo-related. So, uh, first one is, Ooh. so about that 70 bucks for Zelda. Mm, guess who wrote this? It's our boy, George Yang, at IGA. In a statement to Game Informer, Nintendo explained the reasoning behind the higher price, the $70 price, for the most anticipated game of 2023 so far. Quote, 
We determine the suggested retail price for any Nintendo product on a case-by-case basis. When they asked whether the $70 price tag will be the trend for first-party games going forward, Nintendo reiterated, quote, No. We determine the suggested retail price for any Nintendo product on a case-by-case basis. Nintendo is the latest company to join others such as Sony, Ubisoft, and EA to charge $70 for its newest games. However, it seems like they are actually staying true to their case-by-case philosophy for now because Pikmin 4 and Bayonetta Origins um, are still $60, not the $70 price tag that we saw from Zelda. It's a lot for a Switch game, honestly, for me. I mean, I can kind of... You know, Chad, you complained earlier in this podcast about how, you know, you don't love the way that this game looks, how it looks real jaggy and whatnot. I do kind of I can kind of get your point from that perspective of it's not like this game has like the most cutting edge, like high fidelity graphics. It it is, you know, clearly going to be a very meaty experience, but it's not like you're getting the nicest looking experience. And in that regard, I can sympathize, but. I'm pretty I'm pretty ambivalent about this, and not just because of the whole Canadian American conversion rate situation where I'm already paying a hundred for it. I just think that like I don't know. I, I feel like Nintendo, it, like uh, like you said in the article, they're you know staying true to their promise of not suddenly switching over to charging all their games seventy dollars. And I feel like if you are gonna charge seventy dollars for a Nintendo game, I guess this is the one to have it be that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, for the amount of time this game's been in development, and like, I'm sure they're putting a lot of uh, a lot of effort into it based on the first one. So, you're right. If there was going to be a seventy dollars Switch game, this is definitely going to be it. Yeah, no, it's going to be like this one is going to be seventy because they know they can charge seventy and people will buy it and people will enjoy it. And then probably Metro Prime Four could be seventy just because that'll be the last one. Yeah, again, just assuming all of our predictions are right. So yeah, I don't think it's, it's clearly not everything. Cause like they said, Pikmin and all that isn't. So like, what's the really, really big one. All right. It's 10 bucks more. No one's going to fucking care. They're going to pay it. So do your thing. Yep. Also, I'm sure the ones that are targeted at adults with expendable income are going to be much more likely to be $70 than say, uh, one that's targeted towards children. Yeah. Little babies. Uh, Last story, Switch hits a record, coming from Andy Robinson at VGC. The Nintendo Switch has now sold 122.55 million Switch consoles as of New Year's Eve 2022. This figure means that the Switch has now officially outsold the Game Boy, including the Game Boy Color, at 118.69 nice million units. And has outsold Sony's PlayStation 4, which sold 117.2 million, making it the third best-selling video game hardware of all time. Behind, I believe, PS2 and Nintendo DS. Is that correct? Yes, you are correct. Yeah. D- uh, DS slash 3DS. Only I sneaked that right, shit in Right, there. right, right, right. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure that's just... I mean, it, it gets a little complicated even with the DS because it's like the well, original DS Lite, fat, DSi. And then the da, 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 DS Lite, yeah. DSi. But I'm pretty sure that the 3DS is in its own like separate ranking. I I'll think it's it just up, the yeah. normal DS models. Gotcha. Good for them, man. Good for them. They are yeah. people. People have found a product like they they found a product that people are really, really into and really attached to uh, in its hybrid form that people really enjoy. So I know yeah. we've talked a little bit about whatever the next form factor may be, but I, I think it would be hard to move away from that form factor uh, with a new console. 
if Nintendo wants to add like another gimmicky functionality to their Switch successor, that's totally fine by me. Just don't fundamentally change everything else about it. Like if you're yeah. like, hey, your your Switch can now float in water. It actually like turns into like a mini motor and can swim around in water. Great, but keep everything else. The form factor, the, the touch functionality, keep all that stuff. Don't radically change it up again, please. But water By the system way. would be cool. Yeah, just throw it right in there, no problem. Take it in the shower. Uh, so <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you are right. Nintendo 3DS is separate. I did not realize that there were seven years between the initial launch of DS and 3DS. I thought it was much closer and they just put it all together. But no, you're right. They're completely separate entities. So DS, 154 million. 3DS, 75 million. Yeah, that uh, seems fair. The thing about the 3DS, right, is that they had difficulty selling it to children at first because children aren't supposed to like be exposed to the 3DS's 3D effect. That's why they eventually introduced the 2DS later on down the line. But even after even after that, that you know, kind of neutered how high the ceiling for the 3DS's sales could go. <laughs> neutered, gross. Yeah. Chad, get, get your, your dog spayed out neutered, of the though. gutter. Come get on. Get your cats spayed and neutered too. And that wraps up our stories for the day, which brings us to our final two segments. The first of which is segment from Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam. Yeah. Mm, Christmas time. Everyone's favorite time, yeah. favorite holiday in February. Christmas. I'm so intrigued. You just wrote in the note. <laughs> yeah, like, I was never real I'm fun. so intrigued. I had an initial idea and then I couldn't make it work, so I switched it, but I did not delete the he 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 he. Anyways, it's fine. Uh, this week on segment from Adam, all right, everyone's in their chairs, right? Does yes. your chair have an arm on it, perhaps? No. Yes. I couldn't slouch down like this and my arms are on the chair. You really don't have arms on your chair? No, I don't. Ugh, gross. Uh, this week we're gonna play video game armchair coach CEO. You know, Chad, uh, that thing. Okay, okay, okay. Where yeah, yeah, you draft yeah, yeah, games yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. It's a little different this time. So normally this game is, uh, you take over as a company and it's like, hey, you need to fill out our portfolio for the rest of the year, and then I'll call in with deals, and it's like you're drafting a team basically. But this time it's a little different. I have two people with me, so you guys are gonna take over a video game company. I'll let you pick okay. in a moment a video game, uh, publisher. Or what I call it, whatever, people. But here's the twist on this time. We don't have to worry about salary cap. We don't have to worry about any of that. But hey, you know, Metroid Prime just came out. It was a really big deal. People love remasters. I need you guys to make a slate for the rest of the year featuring two remasters and one remake. Okay. okay. It has to be okay. specifically a remaster and a remake. And then at the end, I'll tell you who I think had the best, better year. So... Chad, what company are you taking over for this one? Do is it is it like the big three, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, or is it like could I take over Ubisoft or could I take over Activision? Whatever you think is most fun, dude. Oh. Because <laughs> remember, you're doing remasters and remakes mostly from your own IP. Maybe you'll get a call for a trade in the middle of it, but it is mostly your thing. So what do I'm you gonna think? I'm going to go Sounds with fun. then Square Enix. You're going to be Square. Choice. Yep. Okay. You're representing Square for the remaster mm, armchair. I would have loved back. that, actually. Alex, are you going to go with? I, I don't know. Uh, give me a sec. Okay. Give me no a problem. sec. 
Because um, I was actually, mm-hmm. I was really actually thinking of like a Square Enix, but you're, <laughs> you're really going to take Square Enix <laughs> from you. You hate to see it. Um, but yeah, the rules will be two remasters. So think Metroid Prime, just take an old game, New Day, mm-hmm. it's sexy, people are excited. It gets them excited for things in the future, think Synergy, and then a remake more along the lines of Dead Space. I'm not thinking like a full ass um, Final Fantasy VII, like where it's a new game, basically. I'm thinking mm-hmm. more of like updated uh, RE2 Dead Space. Like it's new-ish, but it's like based on this other thing. Gotcha. Okay. So two and one. And of it's those. just those three games, right? It's not like yeah. you have to come up with 10 games, two of them have to be remastered. Okay. Cool. cool, cool no, cool, no. Cool, just three cool, games cool, that are cool, all cool, remasters. Cool. One of them can be a full on remake for your company. And I will call you with random deals in the middle of the of the thing. Okay. Okay. You'll have fun with that. Alex, have uh, you, you decided you're still looking? You know what? I'll go with Konami. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Konami. You're going to be Konami. Ooh. All right, you know, I feel like it's, it's the one video game developer, publisher that everyone would be like, yeah, take that over. Steer that ship. Course correct it. Please do anything. Okay. All right. Alex, do you want to go first then? And tell me what you're thinking for your first remaster or remake. Uh, yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm the businessman. You have to sell me on the idea why this is such a good plan for the next coming year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fair, 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 fair enough. Uh, I am going to go ahead with uh, a remaster of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Now, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, a game that has been re-released on uh, many platforms over the years. There was a PSP remaster of it during the PSP era that improved the like voice acting and writing in that game a little bit, brushed up on some things here and there, but we've not gotten a real good, real proper remastering of the game in quite some time. Uh, and I feel like there is just a great level of potential here for a great product to result from this because Castlevania Symphony of the Night has for the most part aged pretty well. It's one of the best aged games from the original PlayStation 1. Um, But there are a lot of ways in which, you know, modern day Metroidvanias have improved upon its basic design. And I feel like a modern day remaster could potentially uh, bring the best of both worlds together into one fantastic product that isn't like a fundamentally making a fundamentally different game. Okay, so Symphony of the Night, just for a normal remaster in modern day, that's what you're thinking, that's what you're selling me on? Yes. You're approved. There's a big stamp on my desk. It's got a big plus on it. The other one has a droopy penis, which means no. You get the plus (laughs) sign. Oh, There you go. I like the idea. Let's go for it. Yeah, that's how you know it's bad. Oh, man. All right. right. Now, what's up? Square Enix offices. What's going on over here? Hey, what's up? Welcome to Square Enix. We're so cool. We're so edgy. What's up? Anime hair. Um, we're going to do a full-on remake. Ground up mm-hmm. remake of Kingdom Hearts, the very first one. And here's what it's going to be called. Kingdom Hearts 1.967 Prologue Master Edition. Give the, sh- give the ship a boat over seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this one. But here's the thing. Very it's going to be a funny. full-on remake. The first Very one does funny. not the first one does not hold up that well. Dumbass graphics. <laughs> it actually, <laughs> of all the games from the PlayStation 2 era, it's actually one of the better 
ones in terms of holding up graphically, but continue. But wait until you see this one. Ship is a boat over seven. Um, this one, is, we're also all that boring, stupid-ass gummy ship stuff. We're going to take it out, and we're going to replace it with something better. I don't know yet what it is, but it's going to be remade and updated to be better. Am I allowed to And also, to Sephiroth's not going to be as hard to kill. Am I allowed to provide notes to somebody that's beaten this game many times? Go for it. No. We're all in the no. same conference oh, okay. room. Well, it is. Okay. Remember, this one you said is a remake. What's going to be different? And Alex, I want to know what your input is. Well, I, I just like I, I don't want to like de delve too deeply into Chad's plans here, but I feel like you need to provide something a little bit more substantive than just we're going to take out the gummy ship missions and replace them with something different. You got to actually sell me. What are you replacing them with? Because I will say. Gummy ship missions. I'm not you, gonna I like, sell Adam. I'm not gonna stand up and defend them, but I will say that like customizing your own ship does have its you know little pleasures here and there, and I feel like I I don't want you to just like take it out and be like there's nothing there in its place. I want, well, I, I want to get something we're, really good in it. You'll still have the gummy ship. Don't get me wrong. We're still going to have a gummy ship, and you can customize it with a battle pass. And you can get cosmetics in the battle pass for $9.99 each season. Each season is two I weeks like long. This. I like this. Um, so we're going to have... You can definitely do that. It's purely cosmetic, though. The gummy ship, it, you just see it in cutscenes as you fly from planet to planet. That's it. No stupid-ass gummy ship missions. We take that shit out. And Unreal Engine 5, baby... It's just going to look mm. so gorgeous. going to have ray tracing. All of Donald's Duck's spells, they're going to have ray tracing. And not only ray tracing, they're going to have... He's going <laughs> to ray traced spells. He's going to cast a spell, and it's going to trace <laughs> across the <laughs> arena. And it's going to bounce off of things naturally, just like it would in real life. And it's going to hit all sorts of stuff. And that's it. Okay. Oh, and Keyblades? Oh, yeah, you better bet your ass we're going to have multiple Keyblades. All the same ones from the first one, but they're going to be more beautiful because they're Unreal Engine 5. And instead of being unlockable in the game with progress and cheat codes, they're going to be unlockable via our Battle Pass, which, again, resets every two weeks, and it's $10 per Battle Pass. Adam, okay. you, you give your verdict on this game, and then I'll give my verdict. Well, as the person at the head of Square Enix, I've never understood what Kingdom Hearts is about, but people keep buying it, so approved. Exactly. Exactly, so, yeah. And imagine here's the my synergy. Thing. Oh, we got Ant-Man Quantumania coming out? What if you had a tiny baby Keyblade? <laughs> people that pay is a pretty good idea, but I feel, I feel like you would save that for <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 4. Here's the thing, following up on that point, Adam, like... I am surprised, Chad, that you spent the entirety of that pitch being like, oh man, we're going to change up the way that Keyblades work, we're going to change up the way that magic spells look, but we're not going to touch the story or the dialogue or the voice acting at all. Like, oh, you got to keep it authentic or else people are going to freak out. As much as I love the Kingdom Hearts games, if I was remaking Kingdom Hearts 1 from the ground up, I'd be like, yo, this game was made in 2002, video game writing and voice acting has advanced since then, let's you know polish up the script and do a second pass at it. But we know that our fan base is toxic as hell, and we don't want to piss them they're off, or they're going to blow up our buildings. Toxic, actually, <laughs> yeah. Hey, little Joe Osmond doesn't sound like he's ten anymore. We can't redo those lines, right? Uh, they, they can recast <laughs> him. It's fine. Never. Uh, no. Go ahead, uh, Alex. You're next. What do you got for me over at Konami? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. I want to see. Do I want to do uh, another remaster, or do I want to do? Uh, a remake. You know what? Let's go with our let's go with our second remaster, and I'll save the remake till the end. Uh, let's do uh, a remaster of Boktai. 
Um, for those of you who might be unfamiliar with Boktai, uh, this is what the Wikipedia entry for Boktai has to say about ring, this ring. title. Sorry? Ring, ring. Yes? So we're all in the same conference room. Just push the button on the table. We'll all hear it. Uh, I'll push it. Boop. <laughs> all right. Hey, hey, I, I know you're... Uh, uh, continue telling everyone what Boktai is, but I have a proposition for you. A potential trade in IP. Uh, okay. Well, what IP is it that you're suggesting? Well, I need to know what Boktai is before I even bother all making right. you this offer. <laughs> Uh, Boktai uh, is a video game series created by Hideo Kojima and published by Konami. The series consists entirely of portable games for the Game Boy Advance and the DS and is notable for its unique inclusion of a built-in solar sensor required for gameplay. Mm, and so the idea is that basically uh, when you expose uh, the back of your video game console to sunlight, uh, it changes the way in which the game is played. Uh, when exposed to sunlight, levels uh, become filled with daylight and, and the game becomes more of like a conventional action game but when not exposed to sunlight enemies become much stronger and it has to be played more like a stealth experience okay i do know what you're talking about all right so this is the man on the phone right all that sounds cool kojima's name's attached to it gimmicky yeah, handheld stuff. i know i know, mm -hmm. I know adam that you have a, a mixed you know history with hideo kojima he created I'm the series adam. i'm just the man on the phone <laughs> <laughs> uh, person on the phone. I know that you have a mixed, you know, opinion of Hideo Kojima. The man created the series. However, the games themselves are actually directed and developed by people who didn't necessarily get like the largest amount of oversight from Hideo Kojima. So he has his touch on the series, but it's not like he really was like intimately involved in their development. So hey, man on the phone only cares about selling video games. I don't care personally who made the game. If we can say Kojima made it, people will buy it. A Kojima game that's on handheld, people will love this because I'm offering you a trade. I'm the man on the phone offering you a trade, Alex. <gasps> okay. We're going to take your, your Boktai, we're going to take the IP, we're going to put Kojima's name on it, and we're going to take that from you. In exchange, we've had this remaster, people are all into it, but holy fuck, we don't know what to do with this, and this is a disaster, and we told people we were remaking it, but actually we aren't remaking it at all. That was all a lie. So, I'm offering you Knights of the Old Republic, in exchange for Boktai IP. Uh, you get a remaster, what we have so far, <laughs> okay. Knights of the Old Republic, and we get your Boktai and Kojima game. But you so, gotta finish this. Is Konami obtaining the Knights of the Old Republic license through this transaction? They would get the opportunity to, to remaster this one video game in exchange for Boktai. Do we get sequel rights as well? We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, let's go with it. Let's ring, go ring, with it. ring, ring. Oh, great. What is ring, it? Ring, 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 ring. Mom? <laughs> no. Mom? I think wrong number. Mom, I didn't. I didn't find the money for pizza. Mom? Right, clicking this off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you decided to do a trade. So now yeah. you get to finish that game that Aspire was quote unquote working on for twenty yeah. years, uh, and you get to finish that up. So have fun with that. So but yeah, it is Star Wars, which is a much bigger deal. Yeah. And you, you know what? You know what? Having thought about it, I think that this makes the most sense because, like, obviously there's a lot of potential in, like, a complete from the ground up remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. But, like, the kind of people that gravitated towards Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic in the first place are, you know, those Star Wars fans that are totally okay with more of, like, a nerdy computer RPG experience. So I think that a, a really good, really polished remaster of this game... Uh, as opposed to a remake, will satisfy the fans while, you know, potentially leaving 
open for a more polished, you know, uh, from the ground up sequel at some point in the future if it does well enough. I just wanted to come out, so I had to give it to Konami because it's not coming out from Aspire. Uh, Chad, <laughs> your, your next game is up. Hey, 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 what's up? What's up? We're Square Enix. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's, what's, up, up man? what's up? What's up? Uh, you all know the nerds fucking love Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm, yeah, and they're they just do. like, we fucking love tactics, and there ain't no tactics anywhere. Guess who's got tactics, though? Guess who's got tactics? We got tactics. Specifically, we're going to remaster the PlayStation Portable game, Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. Ooh. That game has been lost to time forever. That's how time works. Forever. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to remaster that shit, put it out, and here's the cool thing. like We don't have to really do shit, and we're just going to put an upscaler on it. It's going to be super cheap. And in fact, mm. we're going to take the font that people know and love, and we're just going to change it to something shitty, but it doesn't matter because they're going to pay money for it, and it's not going to cost us a thing. So we're remastering Final Fantasy Tactics, The War of the Lions, the PlayStation Portable version of the original game. I like it. Yeah. We, we, we've, you got, well, not we, you guys, us, all of us collectively have had <laughs> such a good remastering PSP games for some reason works. So we're going to do that, not yep. change anything at all. And people will be like, oh, I got to play this in time for game of the year. It'll be so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we can, we can like pretend that it's somehow linked to Final Fantasy VII remake, remaster mm -hmm. part two. Like, similar to how Crisis Core, we did the same thing with Crisis Core. All that was a remake. But, like, yeah, we're going to do the same thing so that people buy this. We'll call it Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lion, Final Fantasy VII prequel, Shinobi edition. Great. Add more <laughs> words. It doesn't matter. They'll buy it. Right. <laughs> the boat is a ship over seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff for Square Enix. I like it. Uh, Alex, what's your last game? I believe this one has to be a remaster. It is. No, no, no. This is a remake. Oh, this is your remake. Okay, yeah, right. you're, you're correct. Before Pro Evolution Soccer, before Yu-Gi-Oh!, before Metal Gear, before Silent Hill, before Dance Dance Revolution, before any of the Konami IP that I just lifted, Konami was responsible for an amphibious arcade game called Frogger. Yes, I looked this up ahead of time. Konami mm. was a game that was originally developed, sorry, Frogger was a game that was originally developed by Konami. Uh, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, that Frogger is due for a remake. Imagine, if you will, a vast, sprawling, open world seen through the eyes of an amphibious little frog. You have tremendous jumping capabilities, much more so than any game of this particular genre. See, a couple of years ago, everyone really got into this idea of flying around using jetpacks and jumpsuits and whatnots in these, you know, giant sprawling open world slash games as service games. Like you look at Anthem or Marvel's Avengers, fantastic games to compare this experience <laughs> to. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that actually the future is in jumping. The future is in using your wet hind legs to make your way <laughs> through this treacherous world so that you can return home to your swamp. Uh, and also, this <laughs> uh, I will sweeten the deal a little bit. Uh, and mentioned that we actually uh, we got voice clips of Walt Disney uh, from back when he was alive uh, <laughs> to <laughs> voice the main characters of this game. <laughs> I don't know why I reached for Walt Disney, but uh, but we got him, and so yeah, there we go. 
Is Adam frozen? Oh, shit. Oh, I think Adam no. froze. He didn't even hear all your brilliance. <laughs> oh, no. There we go. Yeah. Is he oh, back? Oh, Adam, are you we back? Got a, we got a blurry Adam. Yeah, Discord, Discord is acting real weird for me. So, slowly and surely, I'm back. Well, I don't know what you said. I know it's funny. I can't wait to listen to the podcast. You're approved. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, so your dead Walt Disney voicing Frogger characters. <laughs> you mean Crossy Roads? <laughs> no, much better. Um, so here okay. we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got another remaster on the table. Who that, loves... That's the pitch for my game. It's, yeah, you can imagine any video game and it's better than that. Don't try and deny it. You know like what people that. love? Like people love... Old ass games that are trapped on a system they can't play anymore, but they want to play them again. You know, I'm thinking about like you know Star Fox Two. You know, well, it wasn't trapped on a system; it was just like never released and shit. Or like you know PSP games. What if we release coming in 2023 Mario Hoops three on three on the Nintendo DS? But here's the twist: we're using the European name Mario Slam Basketball because that looks so much cooler than Mario Hoops three on three. Ring ring. Hi, sorry, I'm in a conference call. Can I call you back? The pizza's on the the money for pizza. It's in the envelope on the counter. Ring, ring. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I gotta go. Hello. Hey, this is uh, your boss. <laughs> I'm calling in <laughs> to make sure you're not screwing things up. I gotta. You were. I, I don't know what's going on in there. Talking about basketball. Don't know. Don't care. How about this? I got a, br a brilliant idea, and it's from your own company, and you haven't even thought about it. We'll go mm -hmm. this. We'll mm -hmm. either do your Mario. I like the idea of Mario, right? So we'll either do your Mario basketball game or Super Mario RPG remastered. Uh, but we only release it on phones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. See, I'm going to pass on that because if we release it on phones, people are just going to steal it. <laughs> We're never oh, okay. going to get any money. You're right. The Mario Basketball 3-on-3 yeah. three three is a much better idea than Mario Yeah, Mario RPG. Basketball. Well, here's the twist. Here's the twist. I know you know this because you're my boss and we work at the same yeah. company. It's at me. the end of Mario 3-on-3 three three Hoops, which is now going to be Mario Slam Basketball after the European version, you get to fight a basketball team of Final Fantasy characters. Oh. So, like, we got that Kingdom Hearts anime audience that just wants Final Fantasy shit and all their shit. Like, mm -hmm. huh? Huh? How yeah, cool is I that? I think Nintendo approves it. He's on the line. We're talking about what pizza we're going to order, and Mr. Nintendo said that he's down for this, so go for it. Yeah, dope. That's what we'll do, because I don't want anyone to steal it. We're going to release this on all modern consoles, and only ones where games are $70 permanently. So not like Nintendo it. Switch. Yeah, well, do whatever we're you want. We're releasing yeah. a Mario game on everything but Nintendo. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Hold on. I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conference call in this third call. Boop. Okay. Go it's in it. the fucking envelope on the countertop. Get it. It's under the two liter of Coke. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, Dad. Ring, 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 ring. Okay, bye. Hold on. I got another call. I'm going to conference in. Hello. Hi, this is uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi. They actually uh, hired me back at Square Enix uh, after I was fired oh, years ago gone. for the Final Fantasy movie. Uh, listen, I don't dislike your idea for a you know new Mario basketball game. Uh, you know, and I especially appreciate that you're inserting some Final Fantasy IP in there. But you uh -huh. know, you do know that if we're going to have some Final Fantasy IP in this game, it has to be recent contemporary Final Fantasy IP. So we're oh. talking. 
of course, yeah. Jack Chaos from Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. We're talking about uh, what's her name? Freya? Frey? The girl from uh, the, 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 the one game that came out for Spoken. We're talking about Cactuar, hmm. who's actually like a pretty old character at this point, but you know, we gotta have him in there. I, I just want to yeah, let listen, you know, are you okay with Mr. that? Coochie. Are you okay with Mr. that? Mr. Coochie, listen. Listen. It's a uh, Gucci, actually. It's Gucci Kobe, uh, Mister Mister Magooch. We listen. I only have the budget for a remaster right now, not a remake. So like, I can't be I can't be making new sprites. Like, we got the sprites for the Final Fantasy team that shipped in two thousand and six, and that's it. So well, wait, like, I, can't put, I can't put I can't put in there. I, I just I just got word from the CEO. Apparently, we actually uh, lost the rights. Uh, to all the characters that were in the original version of the game, uh, the, the Final Fantasy characters, Son that is. Apparently, we sold them to Activision for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to add in some new ones. I, I know this will create extra work for the team, but it's our only choice. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that I wipe the brain of everyone in this conference room right now so that they don't know that I'm trying to sell them a product that we don't have. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm also the CEO of Square Enix. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I forgot. Mr. Mikuchi and Mr. CEO of Square Enix on the phone right now with me right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're just gonna stick with a straight up remaster, same exact game. In fact, we're not even, we're not even gonna put it in 4K. We're just gonna release it in native Nintendo DS resolution. Let's, let's pull you, a cooking uh, mama and put it out and don't even have the license. Just put it out. No one cares. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. We're just no. gonna make money. We're literally not even. We're not even gonna build a, a functioning emulator for this game. We're just gonna release the code and hope that it runs on these platforms. <laughs> now, do you think that we could include a full MOV of Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within alongside the code for this game? Listen, if they get to the end, in the credits somewhere, there will be a code where they can send in a request, plus shipping and handling, and we will send it to them on UMD. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll leave you and the CEO to figure out what you want to do. See ya. Thank you, Mr. Coochie. It's Coochie. Right, Sounds good. Uh, CEO's great. hanging up. Man in the room is now here. Oh, sorry, everyone. I was on that phone call for so long. I'm gonna hang up now. Such a long time. Hey, everyone! In, everyone in the room. I was just. I just got permission from my bosses and um, Mr. Magooch that we can do this. Yeah, people like sports. Go for it. <clears throat> Dope. Yeah, great. And it's you know we release it now in time for March Madness. We're good. Can you tell me a basketball player playing in March Madness? Yes, I can. Anyways, that's like um, from Adam. Um, <laughs> uh, we got. Um, don't worry about it. I was gonna say Kobe, but he's dead. He's the dead one, right? He's been dead for a while. What's yeah. the other one? When you when you shoot when you like throw something in the garbage and you make it and you go Kobe, but there's another one. There's another one you say when you do. Is LeBron LeBron James? Oh, Adam Adam froze. So we're gonna just assume that yes, I won. Yeah. Oh yeah, LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Yep, he's yeah. a person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's he's gonna be a March Madness. He's not retired. Well, he doesn't play college basketball either, but anyways. Oh, it was March Madness specifically a college basketball thing? I didn't know that. I thought it was NBA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how anyways. about then Deion Sanders? We can move on, Chad. It's all good. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Who wins? Me or Alex? Uh, Man, you both had good lineups. <laughs> 
I'm going to say, let's leave it to a vote for the listeners, but Adam is going to pick Alex because he actually accepted my deal, which Chad rarely ever does. I keep doing this experiment. He doesn't take my deals, take my fucking deals <laughs> once in a while, you know, but we'll let people vote on it. I guess. Oh, I just, organically, I just, I thought of an NBA player, Darren Patrovic, Petrovic, Darren Petrovic. Mm-hmm. He's he's a ghost. He's the ghost one, and he haunts arcade machines. <laughs> That's what Masked Llama says in the chat. Yeah, I know. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we throw the the cast of Space Jam: The New Legacy in there as well? Can, can we Ooh, get the Bunny? Yeah. Can we get the Tasmanian Devil? Can we get all the characters from what, what is it? Uh, a Clockwork Orange who are hanging out in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for Game On Game Show. The Game On Our Game Show, we play a game called Game On, the gaming show on our game show, game, 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 game. We are playing a new game today, gentlemen. This is uh, this is a game called If You Build It, They Will Come. It's not explicitly spelled like that, but the connotation is still implied. Yeah. That's the name of this game. That, that, yeah, all no, of that the, is the I know name. it's the whole thing. Yeah, uh-huh. I expected yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's, here's the setup, the context. In five days... I will be at the grand opening of Super Mario, sorry, Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood uh, for my birthday, Ooh. February 17th, that I know everyone listening already remembered, my birthday. Anyway, we all know that, that Universal Studios Orlando is opening a new theme park called Epic Adventure, I believe is the name of it. And they will have different lands at it. There's been rumors that there's going to be an expanded extra uh, Harry Potter type world over there. That's where we will probably see the Super Nintendo world show up over there. And maybe there's the Donkey Kong expansion that they're having in Tokyo. We'll come to the Orlando one. We need to fill out another section of this park with some kind of video game park. Now, I've given you three choices that we can choose to do. And then we have to figure out what this park looks like. Hmm. So in Universal Studios Orlando... At Epic Adventure, are we going to be building an Assassin's Creed park, a Batman park, or a God of War park? Hmm. Alex, do you have any ideas? I've got one that jumped to mind immediately, but do you have anything? Uh, let's go on a Batman park. I feel like it's been a while that we've had like a real solid dc universe park because the great I, thing about i was also thinking batman making a batman great. park is you can just be like oh man the, the dc the rest of the dc universe is visiting gotham because you know they, they gotta defend the the gotham city un building from all the international super criminals or something <laughs> i mean they did they literally did a, a video game that was lego batman 3 beyond gotham which was basically just an excuse to have like a dc universe lego game that was nominally batman themed yeah, so I remember that i'm Excellent. gonna go with now, we don't have to worry about rights or anything like that because like, well i guess you know they already have a partnership with wb for harry potter so i assume the same will be the same for dc so yeah. um so here's what we need to do we have to figure out what's going to be in this park what are the attractions what are the what are the what's the experience of being in this batman park we need two rides we need Two character meet and greets. Like, who are we meeting? What does that experience look like? We need three food or drink items. We need a name for the park. We need unique bathroom experiences. <laughs> <laughs> 
and we need some kind of show that happens some kind of you know you go around there's like a 15 20 like water world at universal studios or something like that some kind of show that's batman themed <clears throat> and i just wanted to, to brainstorm what that might look like for our opening of batman world at epic adventure whatever ideas okay. you have right now it doesn't matter what category the, go for it i got bathroom experience already in mind and done right okay what are we doing in the bathroom, bathroom at time? batman land in the bathroom of Batman Land, you go in the bathroom. This is only for the stalls, not for the urinals. I don't know. You probably don't do it at all in the women's bathroom. Probably shouldn't do it in a bathroom, period. But <laughs> the idea is, is that I'm thinking of, like, the Arkham games where, like, the Predator uh, sequences. So you go into a bathroom, the lights go out, and, like, they'll flicker a little <laughs> bit. And you have to look before Batman gets you. And if he gets you on your toilet, here's the thing. If you have stomach <laughs> issues, maybe a little constipation... It can help yeah. you relieve yourself quicker, but you get stalked in the bathroom by Predator Batman. <laughs> Do we? Can we change the name from Predator Batman? Because I feel like we're gonna have a lot of kids with a predator yeah. coming after them, going poofy, with their pants around their ankles, going pee at the urinal. You know, we we want to yeah, make yeah. sure that we we don't have that to catch a Predator association. Predator mode Batman, because that's what's predator called. Predator mode. The game. Okay, there, predator we mode. there we go. It's a little different. <clears throat> Can we also have, like, the VIP experience where if you buy, like, the private tour, do you get to be Predator Mode Batman? Oh, you get to choke <laughs> you people out in the people on the toilet? <laughs> yeah, why not? Go for it. No one will care. Have a good time. All right. All right. So the bathroom's taken care of. Now we just need rides, character meet and greets, food or drink items, name, and a show. Hmm. Mm. Uh, how about... <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like the most outlandish thing in ev in the world but it's hard to get hard to hard to vocalize it bat on a stick just a big good old bat <laughs> fried on a stick oh just like a real bat not just like a corn dog even, with like yes. no it's not like a it's not like an ice cream sandwich in the shape of a batarang <laughs> it's a bat it is a the real life bat, bat. <laughs> It's so right gross. <laughs> okay. People will buy it. It's fine. Yeah. And then. Absolutely. Now, hold on. Hold on to your hats because I got our second food <laughs> item. I'm calling this one the Robin Roundup. And what it is, is it's like Bird one of Batman's. <laughs> no, 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 no. Much better. It's like one of Batman's cowls, but it's like a really big cowl. Like this is like fat cowl from Batman v Superman. And it's just bunch of like fried robins inside the cowl covered in gravy <laughs> so there's the there. that's good there's like a 14 dollars collectible cow tub exactly there's a bunch of fried robins in it it's gonna smell awful for the rest of time but you can certainly use it that way and finally is the the final uh all right can we item. can it have can it come with like a side di a side dipping thing of like I don't know, hot sauce or ketchup or something like that? I mean, Some it's kind already of red sauce, and we'll like theme it after the Killing Joke. Sure, I mean it's already covered in it's already covered in gravy, so that would be a lot of sauce. But yeah, sure, we can do that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to propose as the third food item. We'll, we'll keep it real safe and classy. I remember once reading a book about Batman that stated that Batman will often swap out like wine or like alcoholic beverages for champagne. Uh, 
because he never wants to get drunk because he never knows when he'll have to kind of rush into danger and he doesn't want to do so drunk. And so what we'll do is we'll have all these alcohol options at the park. Like, do you want to like, you know, vodka tonic? Do you want a beer? Do you want to, you know, so on and so forth. But no matter what you order, it's always just <laughs> uh, ginger ale. It might be like colored to look like the, the drink in question, but it's always ginger ale. I like that. Yep. That's good. That's good. Okay. All right, so we got a fried bat on a stick. We've got a cow full of robins. <laughs> and ginger ale. And we've got ginger ale. No matter what you order, it's ginger ale. Okay. Okay. And we've got our bathroom experience. we got Predator Batman in the bathroom. Yep. All right, meet and greet. Um, it could be both characters. No, I think we just do one. But you get to meet Martha. Just a woman named Martha. And you get to scream, <laughs> Martha, whenever you come up to her. Like You're like, Martha. And then the lady will turn around and be like, yes, I am Martha. <laughs> Here's can we take it a step further? We don't actually cast a cast member as Martha. When you come when you get your tickets, if your name is Martha, you get, get a name tag. <laughs> yeah. Get it for free as a name tag. And, and part of your responsibility is you then have to take pictures with people. I like that. Just Martha, why did you say that name? <laughs> That's great. Okay. What's our our second character meet and greet? Uh how about this? This is going to be expensive, but I don't care. The penguin, Colin Farrell, was great. Doesn't look like him at all. Amazing prosthetics. Great actor, right? How mm -hmm. about every day? Maybe just on weekends because he's probably busy. Colin Farrell comes in different prosthetics, and you have to figure out which random person in this park is actually Colin Farrell. And if you do, you win a ticket or something. So it's not, it's not particularly a Batman thing, but it's just Colin Farrell dressed as other people. Yeah, maybe out. Batman characters. He'd be like, oh, oh okay. goon number two, but it's actually Colin Farrell. And if you point well, okay. him out, you'll get a ticket. Maybe he's maybe he's dressed up as the twins outside the back of the club, you know, mm -hmm. that got Anything. beat up. Okay. He just, he just changes, and if you know it's him, you win, and that's your meet and greet. You're going to meet Colin Farrell in prosthetics. <laughs> okay. All right. We've got our drink and food items. We've got our bathroom experiences, and we've got Martha and Colin Farrell as our character meet and greets. We still need a name, two rides, and a show. All right. Hmm. Oh, I got an idea for the show. So okay. Joel Schumacher was actually going to make another Batman movie after Batman and Robin. I want to say that it was called Batman Unchained. And the idea was that the Scarecrow was going to be the villain and Harley Quinn was going to show up and be like, oh, man, I hate that you killed the Joker. And now I'm here to enact revenge. Uh, real goofy and real weird. It could have been better than Batman and Robin. You'd have to imagine that Joel Schumacher would have really taken the criticism that he received over that movie to heart. Uh, but I think that we could turn this unproduced movie into a stage show. It'll be much cheaper than, you know, what it would take to actually see that realized as an actual movie. And it will satisfy the, you know, 12 nerds out there that wonder what could have been. I love it. Excellent. I'm in. Maybe like the Spider-Man Broadway show where it's like there's way too much money in this for this to be a Spider-Man Broadway <laughs> yes. show. But people it's just are dying every other week. <laughs> yeah, but it's just Joel Schumacher's like un undone Batman movie. I like it. Great. Two rides and a name. That's all we got left. <sighs> okay. Two rides and a name. I want to do something where I don't know how we make this into a ride, but when Joker beats that, that kid to death. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is it? Which Robin? He beats a Robin to death, and then he comes back as Red Hood eventually. I just want to have an experience where you go down the track, and you slowly watch 
that story unfold. It's like, hey, I'm helping Batman. And then I get beat to death by the Joker. And then I come back to life. And he's like, why didn't you kill that one man, Bruce? And then the ride ends and the Red Hood's there. So it's like a it's like a Pirates of the Caribbean or a Splash Mountain type experience where you're just like going through slowly and you're seeing vignettes yeah. of yeah. people just getting beat to death. But it's just a, a sixteen year old kid getting beat to death. Yeah. I like that. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what the final ride could be. Bat cups. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make this suggestion because it'll be too similar to the bathroom experience, but I like the idea. You know the swings? Like is, is the swings yeah. right, or the kids get in the little swings and then just spins them around and they like fly up in the air. <laughs> but randomly <laughs> one swing at a time, we'll just get sucked up to the top. <laughs> It's the best. It's, it's the it best. Just, just sucking you up the chain, and your swing is gone, and that kid is dead. That'd be interesting. But that's that's too close to the bathroom experience. You get a ride thing, uh, Alex. So there's this villain. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily like a villain within Batman's Rogue Gallery specifically, but he is a DC villain called the Floronic Man. Uh, apparently, he has some like weird like relationship history with Poison Ivy. And my understanding is that his whole deal is that he uses a lot of like weird, like hallucinogenic, like plant-based, like psychotics and narcoleptics and whatever. I don't I don't think I used that word correctly, but Point is, I feel like we could come up with something unique uh, involving famed DC supervillain, the Floronic Man. Maybe, maybe we could create the world's first ever, like, dark marijuana ride, where you both get high while going through the dark, endless abyss of this roller coaster's trajectory. I don't know. Am I a little I like bit that. off here? You guys? No, then you use like the, uh, what is it? Is it like the metal Batman where it's like, you've seen like the metal versions of Batman where it's like, he's got like really, everyone looks fucked up and like exaggerated. Just be high as fuck and, and go see that. That sounds like a good idea. Hmm. Dope. Yeah, I, I'm for it. I don't think it's as good as the previous suggestion, but I mean, there's always going to be a hierarchy of you know, the quality of rides and entertainment at these theme right, parks, right. you know? Yeah, I mean, so. you got Pirates of Caribbean, then you got the teacups. Like, come on. not everything Right, you gotta, be, you gotta yeah. trick people into waiting in line for this one so that it reduces the line of the other one. And then they get through that one, they're like, what? Exactly. I mean, I got high, so that's cool, but... Alright, <clears throat> last thing is we just need it. What is this na What is this land called? DC's Batman at Universal Studios. <laughs> 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 no, it's gotta be something better than that. I mean, for comparison, we have like Super Nintendo World, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Alex, what do you got? Um, mm. <laughs> the the Dark Universe, Universal's the Dark Universe. <laughs> After the the aborted uh, universe that was going to be like Frankenstein, Dracula, and all those. Oh, characters. that's right. They're like monster universe. But we don't. That's not specifically Batman, though. We gotta have something Batman-y. Mm. We could. We could just literally call it Gotham. Like you're going to Gotham. Ooh, that's an idea. Uh, 
Oh, Adam, no. you never got them? Adam. Adam? What happened to Adam? Is he dead? Uh, he's back. I see him. He's moving. He's back? Yeah, Discord's really acting unruly these days. Yeah, he's frozen. All right, we'll call it Gotham, and we'll end it there, and hopefully he'll join us here for the end. Uh, that's it for Game on Game Show. Thank you, both of you, for playing. Um, that's it for episode 295 of Respawn Aim Fire. You have some homework. Your homework is go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. Subscribe there. You get to uh, vote on barf games, which is be backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends. Um, and you get to tell us what games we are playing for the month of February. You have voted for Doom Eternal. So we will be playing Doom Eternal this month and we'll be chatting about it at the end of our, uh, at the end of the month slash early March, maybe. So go there, subscribe. We will have polls up for March's game, I'm sure, within the next 10 days or so. Um, go watch our barf for Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. We just released that last week. Uh, go check that out. We had some <laughs> we had some differing thoughts on it between the three of us. Um, so that was a good time. And then what else is homework? Oh, uh, what's the name of the so Retro Olympics was like the name of the episode, but what was the name of the actual podcast that we did? Secret Super Levels Podcast. Secret Levels Podcast. Keep an eye on their feed. Yeah. Uh, Retro Olympic that will episode. be coming out. I think they said they want to try to have it released next Friday. So that'll be my mm -hmm. birthday, uh -huh. February 17th, in case you all forgot. Oh, that's it. Uh, Alex, thank you for joining us again this week as a RAF regular. If people would love to find you after this show, where can they do so? Hell yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Uh, and you can find me over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive, K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R-L-I-V-E. Sweet. That's it, everybody. It's time for the Super Bowl in 25 minutes. Is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And here's our usual sign-off. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Adrian Peterson, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Gronkowski. And that's all the footballers that I know. <laughs> Oh, shit.